I'm Lewis Goodman. Welcome to the Love Thy Lawyer podcast. Adam Carlson is currently a managing partner at Casper, Meadows, Schwartz, and Cook. His practice focuses on serious personal injury cases, including construction incidents, motor vehicle accidents, products liability, and civil rights. I know Adam from his years in the Alameda County Public Defender's Office, where he effectively and aggressively represented criminal defendants in all stages of criminal proceedings. He has published articles in the Contra Costa Lawyer magazine and The Bencher, the magazine for the Inns of Court. And of particular importance to me is an interest in his years as the head of ski tuning and sales at Sports Barn. Adam Carlson, welcome to the Love Thy Lawyer podcast. Thank you, Lewis. It's nice to see you. I'm excited to be here. I looked at the, the list of the past podcast attendees, so to speak, and that I'm going to join the list and I'm, I'm excited to be here. Where are you speaking to us from right now? Right now, I'm speaking to you from my newly recently purchased home, uh, recently bought a home. We, we figured it wasn't enough to just be planning a wedding. We wanted to really, you know, add things onto our lives to, to, to fill our lives with stressful th- events. So we tacked on a move this year and, and bought a house. Well, congratulations and best wishes to both of you. Thank you. What kind of practice do you have right now? Right now, I'm one of the managing partners at a personal injury firm, plaintiff's work and representing injured victims and trying to get them compensation in the civil litigation system. Where are you from originally? Originally from from New York. Grew up in uh, Westchester County, which is the first county north of of the Bronx, so a suburb of, of New York City. Where'd you go to high school, back in New York? Yeah, I went to Yorktown High School, of a good public school in, in Westchester County. It had, you know, any and everything available that you would, you would want as a, as a high school. Yorktown, New York has been there since before the American Revolution, hasn't it? It's been around for a long time. It's been around for a really long time. And I think the now the most famous Yorktowner is AOC. She is she is from Yorktown. Really? Yeah. I don't know her, but yeah, we're proud to that she's from our town. Well, after you graduated from high school in Yorktown, where'd you go to college? I went to uh, Middlebury College, which is a very small liberal arts college in in Vermont. I went there and I played lacrosse while I was there. I was very happy to be division three. I didn't really have an interest in playing full-time like division one requires, but I was very happy to to get into that school. One of the things I really like about that school is it has a very strong um, language program. I studied Italian there. I studied abroad with the, in Italy with with the Middlebury program. And, I, and to this day, I still have a, a lot of really close friends from from college. At some point you went to law school. Did you take some time off between Middlebury and going to law school or did you just go straight through? So after I graduated uh, Middlebury College, I came out to work in my uncle's law firm, actually. I did not know yet whether I was going to go to law school. It was sort of in the back of my mind that I would. I had, I was hired by my uncle working there. And one of the primary responsibilities was doing intake. So the firm gets contacted by many, many people trying to hire them and it's free consultations. It's one of the things we offer. You don't 
you know, pay to speak with us. And you speak with an intake paralegal first. And that was me. And I remember pretty vividly, actually, the one case that led me to want to go to law school. And it was a family who had lost a loved one in a motor vehicle collision. And they called and I got to know them through the conversation. And then I went and I had to hand them over to the lawyer. And I was like, wait a second, I want to help them. I want to keep going. I'm getting to know these people. They went through something awful. I want to be that person. And I was like, oh, wait, you know what that means? That means I should go to law school because I want to be a lawyer. And so, you know, in the back of my mind, it was always sort of there that I was probably heading down that path. But then it was sort of that moment that crystallized it for me. How much time went by between the time you graduated from college and the time you started law school? How much time did you take off? It was only about a year. I was thinking maybe it would be longer when I first started. But then once I realized I wanted to go to law school, one thing to know about me is I'm very, very impatient. It's kind of a problem. I'm working on it. And yeah, I was just very impatient. I knew I wanted to be a lawyer. So law school couldn't be, you know, I couldn't start law school soon enough. I couldn't finish law school soon enough to get, to get cracking. So where'd you go to law school? I went to University of San Francisco Law School. So moved into San Francisco, went to that law school, and it had had a good reputation. I found my experience to be really, really wonderful at University of San Francisco and paved the way to getting a job at the Alameda County Public Defender's Office. Do you think that having worked in the legal field for a year before going to law school got you better focused? for being a law student? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, you know, I had this sense of what I wanted out of it all. And I was, I was really motivated to, to get through and learn as much as I could to the, to the extent it could help me in my practice. Cause I really had this vision in my mind of how much you can really affect people's lives. So it definitely helped me to put in perspective, the importance of, of, law school and motivated me. I assume your friends and your family were pretty supportive of the notion of you going to law school. Yeah. My, my mom knew from a very early age that I was to be a litigator and someone who argued. And it's actually sort of, uh, it was the first, it was the beginning of, of me thinking about a career in law was because I loved arguing and I loved arguing with her. So your mother knew at a very early age that you were going to be a lawyer. Oh yeah, she did. She, she, she was just getting these arguments and I was relentless. I was creative. I would, you know, loop in previous things she's, she'd said in other arguments and, and use it against her. Um, when she found out I was going to be a lawyer, she was like, you're going to be great. You're, you're just going to be great. <laughs> what was your path from USF to the Alameda County Public Defender's Office? I did an internship over the summer and, and I realized how much I loved it when I was hanging out with law school buddies on like a Friday night. We were out at a bar and I just, I just wouldn't shut up about work. I just kept talking and talking. And my friend was literally like, dude, it's Friday night. Let's hang out. I don't want to hear about, like, I don't want to talk about work. And it was sort of in that moment, I was like, oh, this doesn't feel like a job. This is, this is a calling. This is awesome. And I, I just loved being a public defender. 
to this day, it was, it's still, I think the most fun I've ever had in a job. And so once, once I realized that I, I liked it so much, then it was about trying to get the position, trying to get hired. And that, that was hard. A lot of people do want jobs in the public defender's office. And one thing I did to further my cause was I got good advice from, from an attorney that people that speak Spanish tend to stick around, meaning people that speak Spanish get hired. So, and it certainly helps. It makes a lot of sense, a lot of Spanish speaking clients. And so I, I went about learning Spanish. I had the foundation of, of knowing Italian, which helped because it's a romance language and a lot of similarities, certainly in grammar and things like that. So I, a lot of time just grinding to, to learn Spanish. What is it that you really like about practicing law? You know, you've just said, hey, I really liked it. It really interested me. I mean, what, what is it that, that really makes you like the practice of law? I think there are, there are a number of things, but with my practice right now, I find it to just be incredibly rewarding the outcome of my, the outcomes of my cases. And oftentimes in life, you go through something awful, an injury, losing a loved one. And really all we're left to do is like lick our wounds and try and move on. But in my cases, there's actually this positive thing, you know, oftentimes it is a life-changing amount of money. You know, sometimes I'm involved in cases and I'm like, there needs to be a movie about this. This is just so fascinating. Like this deposition transcript needs to be fed to someone. There needs to be a documentary about this case. And so it just feels, just feels exciting. Sometimes just the cases that, that I've been lucky to be a part of. If a young person was thinking about a career choice, would you recommend law? I think so. I think I don't want to know a little bit about the person because it, uh, it's not for everyone. But if the person is leaning towards it, I would definitely love to, you know, chat with them and, and give some perspective. I think one thing that I like about being a lawyer is I, I feel like it's a powerful position and powerful in the sense that you can really have an impact on individuals' lives. What about the business of practicing law? How's that gone for you? And how's that either met or differed from your expectations? I've really enjoyed being a business owner. I think if I didn't go to law school, I would have gone to business school. And I was very fortunate to take over an established business. My uncle is my mentor and I've got a lot of wisdom from him case-wise, as well as just from a business perspective, but then, you know, putting my own twist on it and being creative in ways to just, just make it a profitable business and a, and a business where employees want to stick around and want to work. And I've really enjoyed working with my, my business partner in all those aspects. I'm very lucky. Nick Casper is very smart. He's very funny. He's a great lawyer. And from just in terms of running a business, he's He's a pleasure to work with. Is there anything that you know now that you really wished before you started practicing law on your own and left the public defender's office? I think it would just be along the lines of enjoying the networking. I sort of saw it as, as a necessary evil when I first started to do it. When you're a public defender, you don't have the network to get business. The business comes to you, it filters down through the system. But then I left and I'm on, I'm in a business where I need to network to get business. And, and I just had the wrong, uh, mindset about it when I was doing it, if I, it was feeling like work and now I, I don't even view it, view it as networking. I just view it as sort of socializing. And I think with that perspective, 
I wish I'd had that perspective when I first started it because it just felt like this necessary evil, something I dreaded and didn't like doing. But now it's one of my favorite things to do as a lawyer. Two-part advice question. What do you think is the best advice you've ever received? And what advice would you give to a young person just starting out a career as an attorney? I love that question. And I love putting on events to mentor to, to young attorneys. And when I was hired as a public defender, I'd been working there for a little bit as an intern. And what I did was I went around to as many public defenders as I could. And I said, give me one piece of advice, no more, no less, one piece of advice, and you cannot repeat whatever, what anyone else has said. And I ended up speaking with 16 public defenders. I came up with this great list and rumor has it to this day, that list still gets handed out when people get hired and it's floating around somewhere. And there was just some pieces of gold in there, just some golden nuggets. One thing that, that comes to mind is always humanize your client. When your client comes into a courthouse, civil or criminal uh, courthouse, they're just a piece of paper on a docket. That's all they are. And there's 20 other pieces of papers on dockets with people's names. And it's humanizing your client to the judge, to the jury, to opposing counsel, to yourself. You know, I mean, just always humanize your client. And, and then another one is always helping out another lawyer in a pinch or, or whatnot, because it comes around, you know, pay it forward type of mentality. And, and I think, you know, those have been some really important things that I've carried throughout my career. Do you think the legal system is fair? I think for the most part, yes. I think, I think that we, there's so many things that it, that it has to deal with. And, and I think by and large, you know, the, it being an adversarial system is what leads to it being fair. You have people, you have attorneys involved advocating for their client and making sure that their client gets a fair outcome. So I think by, for the most part, yes, I do think it's a fair system. Have you had any interesting travel experiences? I've been very lucky. I've traveled a lot. I studied abroad in college. I studied abroad in law school, actually. University of San Francisco had this summer program where you could go and study abroad and study human rights and things like that. What sort of recreational things do you like to do? What sort of things do you do to kind of take your mind off of work when you want to get your mind off of work? I'm a very competitive person to a fault at times. I think it does help me with my work, but I'm always seeking competition outside of work, whether it be games, those are always fun, family games and things like that. But I do enjoy training for and racing endurance events. In my second year of law school, I signed up for a triathlon and I was immediately hooked. And ever since that moment, I've always had an event on the calendar up ahead for me to train for. And it's, it has a lot of attendant benefits, you know, it's, it's healthy, it's, it's exercising, it, it motivates me to go on runs and, and exercise and swim and bike. And so that's really been my favorite hobby is, is training and racing triathlons and marathons. Do you have something coming up? This year I'm doing the Chicago Marathon in the fall, in October. I did the New York City Marathon in 2018 and it was just an amazing, amazing experience. These big city marathons with 30,000 plus participants, New York City had 50,000 participants. 
I'm really looking forward to it. it. Takes you know, it takes place in downtown Chicago. The the crowds are supposed to be spectacular. So I'm I'm really looking forward to that. I've been training a little bit and going to kick it into high gear soon. Well, let me just point out that you ran a 2:40 marathon for the New York City Marathon, and that you came in in 188th place out of almost 53,000 runners. So as someone who has run a marathon and not at the kind of blistering six-minute miles that you ran it, I want you to know that I can certainly appreciate that accomplishment and take my hat off to you. Well, well, thank you. I always say, you know, the sooner it's over, the, you know, the pain stops. So just get it over quickly. (laughs) (laughs) How do you define success? You know, it's, it's interesting. You know, I think for me, it's been client experience lately. It's, it's fun to get a good, you know, big settlement and all that. But sometimes I find that you know, I feel like I was really successful, even if it wasn't the biggest settlement, if I gave my client the experience that they deserve. And I've really kind of tried to make that a priority and keeping them as involved in the case as I can. You know, if a client goes through the whole ordeal, feeling feeling satisfied, feeling informed the whole time, feeling like they were a part of the process and, and feeling like they would go above and beyond to refer other people to me, and write online reviews and do all that stuff, then that to me is success for a case. What keeps you up at night? I'm always worried about forgetting to put something on my calendar. You know, it's it's something that I've become like paranoid about. Like I put things on my calendar before I even think about planning them. I don't know. It's just like, it's just anything I can do to to make sure I don't miss something. Cause I've, I've just like forgotten to put things on my calendar and They've come and gone. So yeah, calendar issues, it's it's a big one for me. Let's say you and your fiance came into some real money, a few billion dollars, say three or four billion dollars. What if anything would you do differently in your life? That's that sounds like fun. I do think I have thought about that. You know, I love I love the experience of buying a lottery ticket. Even if you don't win, I think it's worth the price of admission, right? Because as soon as you buy the ticket in your head, you're spending the money, you're going to get it, you're going to get that helicopter, you're going to get that island. You know, I love that experience. I have thought about whether or not I would stop working, and I don't think I would. I think I would dial it back. I just love, I just love litigation. There's something about the competition in it for me that I, I just love having to be creative about something very important. I love the stress of it. I think that it makes me feel alive. I don't think I would quit that. Like I said, I would scale it back to have more free time. I would try and find a way, I think, to invest in a sports team. That's, I I think I would love to try and get into, you know, you know, salary issues, getting the right players with my, my sports background. I would probably be the owner who's in the locker room giving pep talks. That's something that I think would be kind of fun. And then I, I think that I would really let what my, sport, what sport I'm really into hockey these days. So I would try and find a way to own a piece of the Rangers. Let's say you had a magic wand. There was one thing in the world you could change the legal world or the world in general. What, what would you do? 
Wow, that's that's quite some power. I would alleviate everyone of their anxiety. If you had 60 seconds on the Super Bowl, a one-minute Super Bowl ad, what message would you want to put out to the nation? So one thing I, I've always wanted to get out there as sort of a public service announcement is this no, the issue of uninsured motorist coverage. And unfortunately, people learn about this when it's too late. The legal minimum in California for insurance coverage for an automobile is $15,000. So somebody can hit you, render you paralyzed, you'll never walk again, give you uh, a brain injury where you can never work again. I'm not trying to be true dramatic and scare people, but it happens. You have no control over how much insurance or money the person that hits you has. And people who have $15,000 tend to not have a lot of assets to go after. But you can protect yourself. You have the right to obtain what's called under uninsured slash underinsured motorist coverage. And you can figure out how much you want to get the coverage up to. You know, you could maybe even go up to a couple million dollars. At least get it up to like a half a million dollars. But this will protect you in the event that you're in a life-changing motor vehicle collision and something terrible happens to you. So Adam Carlson, plaintiff's attorney, spokesman for the insurance industry. <laughs> exactly. Adam, if someone wants to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Whether they uh, have a referral for you or they have a case for you, what, what, what's the best way to do that? Just shoot me an email, Carlson, C-A-R-L-S-O-N, at cmslaw.com. If you want to learn more about who I am or my law firm, you can go to cmslaw.com and, and learn about us there. You can connect with me on LinkedIn. I think that's probably makes the most sense to connect professionally. I'm on LinkedIn if you want to connect there. Hey, great. Thanks. Adam, is there anything else that you wanted to talk about that we haven't touched on? Yeah, you know, I, I I met you through the In of Court, the Earl Warren In of Court, and that's an organization that I am just enamored with. I've gotten to know some great lawyers. I highly recommend people checking out Ins of Court and participating. To me, it's the most fun networking. With Ins of Court, you get to you get to unleash your creative side. You get to know people working together on something, you, you collaborate to make a presentation and the presentation is usually some kind of skit. It involves teaching on some area of law, but also you, you make it on the premise of something fun. I mean, I was in the living room of a, uh, of a magistrate judge, a federal magistrate judge's living room shooting a video for something. I mean, that's quite an experience with, with a judge to connect with them. There's, there's lawyers in the organization, there's judges in the organization. So reach out to me if you have, want to know more about that. I, I just love the end of court. I love unleashing the creative side and, and all that. And I'm really, I really like all the connections I've made there. Adam Carlson, thank you so much for joining me today on the Love Thy Lawyer podcast. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks, Lewis. Thank you very much for having me. That's it for today's episode of Love Thy Lawyer. If you enjoyed listening, please share it with a friend and follow the podcast. If you have comments or suggestions, send me an email. Take a look at our website at lovethylawyer.com where you can find all of our episodes, transcripts, photographs, and information. 
thanks to my guests, and to Joel Katz for music, Brian Matheson for technical support, Paul Roberts for social media, and Tracy Harvey. I'm Lewis Goodman. I don't know. I'm trying to think. That's a good question. I don't know that I have an answer. Maybe we won't do that one.